welcome to the Junction Church Aberdeen podcast. We're so glad you chose to listen to this life-changing message. Tonight, I want to speak about um, a verse in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace now last week i spoke about how the shepherds got a revelation that a baby has been born and he is the christ and when the shepherds heard this revelation they discovered that the christ the anointed one has been born the anointed one is one who has been anointed to do a work that no one else is qualified to do. He was anointed as a king. He was anointed as a priest and he was anointed as a prophet. A king to rule over our lives. A priest to minister on our behalf toward God and a prophet to minister from God to us, to minister on God's behalf to us, to bring amazing word into our lives. And tonight I want to come back to an Old Testament prophecy, a declaration of who this king is, who this priest is, who this prophet is, who this amazing, uh, amazing child, who he really is. And he comes with these incredible names, wonderful counselor. And it actually is wonderful, comma, counselor. It's like his name is wonderful. Wonderful literally means hard to understand. It's like, and that's wonderful is one of my favorite words, isn't it? Those who've known me well, it, it's, my, it's my fill-in word when I can't think of anything else to say. Wonderful. Just stretch it out a bit. I'm hoping my brain will catch up. It's wonderful. But Jesus is wonderful counselor. In other words, someone so extraordinary, so unique, hard to understand, brings counsel, brings advice, brings, um, brings revelation. It says in Isaiah 25 verse 1, it says this, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels are of old, are faithfulness and truth. And that is the incredible revelation that This child, for unto us a child is born, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor. You see, within Jesus Christ was the Word. You see, when we celebrate Jesus, we celebrate him with a sense of familiarity of Jesus, my friend Jesus, I love Jesus. Some people love Jesus, but don't love God. Some people love Jesus and don't love the church. Some people feel happy with Jesus because they hear Jesus' message, that Jesus forgave them, that Jesus gave his life for them, that, that Jesus accepts them as they are, that Jesus just loves on them, that Jesus is just, he's like your best friend, Jesus. Everyone loves Jesus. But, but there's a familiarity to Jesus. But actually, he is more than just your best friend. He is God. I remember speaking, we, had a, we have a friend, um, lives down south, and she had um, spent many years um, 
searching for truth. And she had, um, she had become a, a Mormon. She became a JW. She became a Hare Krishna. Um, she, she became just about everything you could become just to, um, just to find out truth, to, to search for something. She was searching, but in all of those things, she never found any truth. And then she got saved. And when I say she got saved, she met with Jesus and she came into a church and she met with Jesus and she gave her heart to Jesus, but it took her another I think it was between six months to a year before she would actually accept that Jesus was God. It's like she wanted to love Jesus because he's Jesus the friend, but Jesus isn't just your friend. Jesus is God. He's not, he's not demigod. He's not just son of God. He's not like under the Father. He is God. He is the fullness of God. He doesn't, he is part of the Trinity and in the, in the Trinity, within the, the Trinity is the God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. They are, they are not separate parts of the Trinity. They are part, of, they are the fullness of the Trinity. They are the fullness of God in themselves. And Jesus Christ is God. He reveals the full nature of God and here he is as a baby as a human, he is fully God and he is fully man, but he carries a name. He carries a calling. He carries the Godhead. It is written deep within who he is. As a child, you see, you can't take it away. You can't take God away from himself. When he came as a man, he couldn't give up his Godhead. He gave up his throne. He gave up his heavenly realm. He gave up where he lived, just like uh, people who become missionaries and they, they give up where they, the comfort of their, their home life to live in the struggles and the suffering of people who need to hear the gospel, right? That's a missionary. It's like God came as a missionary. You can't, you, he couldn't give up his Godhead just to be the son, just to be a man. You can't take it away from him. And so when Jesus came, he came in the fullness of who he was. And he came as wonderful counselor. And this is what he says. He came as his name shall be wonderful counselor, mighty God. And suddenly we have this declaration. We go straight in for the, the jugular. The, the wonderful counselor, we like that. His name shall be wonderful counselor, mighty God. There's no arguing with mighty God. You can't take away from his title. You can't take away from his Godhead, from his sovereignty, from his trinity, from his throne. You can't take it away from him. It says in 1 John 5, 20, it says, We know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we know him. This is John speaking to the church. That we know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. That's an amazing verse. This is true God. This is the true God and eternal life. The son, Jesus Christ, 
this is the true God and eternal life. We've got to understand that the see Jesus, when we speak about him in familiarity, we've got to understand he is not just familiar Jesus, he is God. And we have to come unto him and understand the fullness. Maybe we would bow the knee a little bit more often. Maybe we would just be a little bit more afraid when we get offended. Maybe you just get a little bit more afraid when we're tempted by sin. Maybe we'll just get a little bit more afraid. See, many people feel they can rock up to heaven. Just rock up, just like, hey, I gave my life to Jesus. I remember doing it years ago. I haven't done much since. And they can just rock on up as if it's okay. I remember having a dream about a man who I knew was wrestling with God and wrestling with his relationship. I knew that he was wrestling with issues of pornography. I knew that he was wrestling with issues as many men do. But he was in church. He was not in our church. He was in another church in our movement. And... I had met him a few times on men's camps and things. And he played guitar. And in this dream, I had a dream of him playing in church. It was an old church building, the type that has a balcony on three sides. And it was filled. And he was down in the sort of uh, that section where you would have that sort of stage area. And he was playing guitar. And just like I'm on the edge of the platform, in my dream... He's playing guitar and he's playing away just like, but he's got one leg and he's literally hovering over a pit right in front of him. Literally hovering like, and with no sense of knowledge, no, no fear at all. Like this, this bottomless, this empty pit right beneath him and he's playing away as if it's all okay, but he's hovering. As if, I mean, I struggle to keep balance, but in the dream he's just playing and one leg is literally over the pit you know I went and spoke to him next time I saw him because I wanted him to know you can't you can't play with mighty God you can't just rock up to Jesus Jesus my buddy mate Jesus Jesus who loves me Jesus who forgives me after all it's all grace It is grace. There's a fullness of grace. Grace will draw you back. Grace will make a way possible for you. But not if you hang over the edge. Because you know what? Eventually, if you hang on the edge, eventually you will fall over the edge. When I was a kid, we used to go and stay in a place called Ladrum Bay. And Ladrum Bay is a holiday campsite when we used to camp. And uh, it's a campsite, and it's set in a, in a valley, and the, the campsite owned the access to the beach. So no one can get to this beach apart from through their land, which means that it, it's private for the, for the holidaymakers. And, and there would be static caravans up this one side, and then there would be caravans up another side, and there would be tents up the other side. And we would always be camping, and we would... Um, sometimes, some years dad would take a, a caravan he would borrow a caravan off someone or um, I remember one year we, in fact later on we hired a static caravan but this beautiful place had these amazing cliffs and 
the cliffs had footpath and the footpath would wind right to the, the edge of the cliff was right on there, the stories of people and animals that have fallen off the cliff the times we've been there when you'd hear an uproar somebody's dog just fell off the cliff and died it's funny, by it, but it's tragic, right? Because, uh, yeah, we laughed. It wasn't our dog. So, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it's like ridding the world of stupid dogs, isn't it? It's like, it's doing everyone a favor. And uh, so, but people that fell off. In fact, my brother was only saved by a miracle of not falling off the, the cliff himself. Because he... It was in the days when he just bought himself a VHS video uh, camcorder, the type that you needed to do weights before you could put it on your shoulder. And you're like, like this. And he was like mesmerized by this thing, a big sort of lens and sort of black and white screen. And, and he's walking, and he decided to video himself walking along the cliff. And he literally. He took. He was about to take one step, just like the guy in the dream, take one step, and a cat, a cat, <laughs> appears between his feet, wow, like that, and he stops dead, and the cat disappears, and he looks, and he was about to literally step over the cliff. You know, if you play around on cliff edges, there is a high chance that you will fall in. There. <laughs> People fall off all the time. You know, mighty God. He is mighty God. And He is full of grace. And He is the one who came to save us. But He is mighty God. A God who saves. A God who redeems. A God who draws, back, draws you back. But a God who demands that you give Him the honor and the glory and the center of your life that you make him the center point we can do nothing else but to lift him up and to turn away from our own foolish thoughts and attitudes and opinions and addictions and and centers of our own thinking you know all of our struggles are centered around our own pride and our own wants and our own selfishness when all of these things it's about me 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 but we come back mighty God make him the king of your life you know it then goes on and we come to an amazing description he says that Jesus Christ, his name is Everlasting Father. Now, an amazing description. When was the last time we ever talked about Jesus as Everlasting Father? We talk about Father God and we talk about the Son of God, but we don't realize that Jesus, here he is, a baby, and his name, Everlasting Father. Now, the, the how? Does he get this name? Well, we've got to understand first and foremost that his name is everlasting. You see, when they took Jesus and they nailed him to the cross and he died giving up his life. Now, they didn't kill him. He gave his life. He said to the Father, it is finished. And the, the um, soldier came and pierced him and he had already 
died. He had already given up his life. But they put him in a grave and the grave couldn't hold him. Why? Because he is everlasting. You can't take life from everlasting because it's everlasting. You can, you can take, appear to take life from him, but that was his physical body. But he was everlasting father. An everlasting father is everlasting. Otherwise, he's not everlasting. You can't take life from him. You can't kill him. You can't put him in a grave and destroy him. And let me tell you something. You can't hide from him. You can't keep things hidden from him. You can't think that you will be away from him because he is everlasting. If you called on his name and mentioned him in your prayers and then thought that you could move away from him, well, I'm sorry, but you tattooed everlasting upon your soul. You tattooed him upon your heart. You think you can hide from everlasting he is everlasting his name is everlasting his word is everlasting and the word everlasting he'll speak it to you it would make your life uncomfortable it will get on the inside of you he will call you back because he is everlasting and you can't destroy him or hide from him or run away from him because he is everlasting And he is Father. And then incredible. There is no more gentle, no more grace-filled name, I don't believe, than the word Father. Because Father describes the fullness of who God is. For God looks at his children as ones whom he can raise. Now I know there are many says, yes, but, but I can't think of Father because I had a bad father. Well, you know what? We all have fathers that weren't perfect, right? Some people say, some people say, my father, he never said he loved me. Well, you know what? Neither did mine. (laughs) And it doesn't bother me at all. (laughs) So get over yourself. (laughs) What do you want us to do? Wipe your nose? There's lots of things our fathers never did. All right? It wasn't within their intellect, their emotional capacity. It wasn't within their, their time frame, their understanding, or their revelation. Father God, He is the Father. Get rid of whatever your natural father was and stop saying that you can't think of God because what are you going to do? Try and measure God according to man? He is Jesus Christ, Father. And He is a Father because He has many sons. And many sons whom He raises up to be in His image. God says of Genesis, and God made man in His image. He instantly was Father. And when the everlasting Father came forth, He came forth as the Word. He came forth to bring forth life. It says in John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Alright? This is Jesus Christ. All things were made through Him. So, I used to make furniture 
all my furniture was made through my workshop. Nothing that I made was made outside anywhere else. It was made through me. All things were made through Jesus Christ. Through the Word. All things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. So nothing that exists upon the face of the earth, nothing that exists, exists outside of Jesus Christ. Outside of the Word. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. You see, fathers have sons, and the sons bring forth the glory of the Father. Many people look at my kids and go, oh, just they saw pictures. In fact, Cheryl posted pictures of our kids um, from many years back. And people started quoting, oh, that looks just like Kevin. And what? Well, <laughs> that's a relief. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and my sons bring forth who I am and all the good and all the bad <laughs> they, they give me honour both ways and You see, He is from everlasting. He is an everlasting Father. It says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10, it says this, For it was fitting for Him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Now this is important because right back it says, for both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. He who sanctifies. Who sanctifies? The everlasting Father, Jesus Christ. He who sanctifies, that's Jesus. And those who are being sanctified. Who's being sanctified? Everyone in this room. We are being sanctified. We are being saved. We are walking a journey of salvation. Are all of one. We are sons of an everlasting Father. You are a son of the everlasting Father. You have received an inheritance of Jesus Christ. You are being purged by His sanctification. I want you to understand that everlasting Father is one who looks at His sons and doesn't see them as they are and sigh with disappointment 
like earthly dads and doesn't look at them and get angry like earthly dads, doesn't look at them frustrated like earthly dads, doesn't look at them and walk away like earthly dads. But we have an everlasting Father who is one with us, purging us, delivering us, establishing within us every blessing. You can't be one with Him and separated from Him. You can't be one with Him if you are being lost. Are you with me here? You've got to understand, you give your life to Jesus Christ. He is everlasting Father. And He's calling you to walk with Him and know that He is your Father. He will never disappoint you, walk away from you, or be disappointed in you. Everlasting Father. Let me finish with this. The Prince of Peace. Now, I I want you to know that the heart of all humanity seeks one thing, and that's peace. Peace is often called many other things. Do you know, these bottles make you drink like a baby. You're like, (laughs) you drink, but some of it's in the mouth, the rest of it's down the chin. (laughs) Got wet hands. Now they're more wet. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Always get tired off for taking it one step too far. There's a line and I can't see it. I don't <laughs> the Prince of Peace. People are looking for peace and sometimes they call peace happiness. Sometimes they call it satisfaction. Sometimes they call it rest. But really what it is, it's it's peace. It's settled. It's at rest. It's, It's complete. And Jesus, this baby, his name is Prince of Peace. In other words, he owns peace. It's his. It comes from him. He is the source of it. He's the the one who reigns over it. He's the one who supplies it. He is the prince of peace. When we need peace, only peace can be found from him. And in two millennia, man has only found true peace when they found Jesus Christ. He is the fullness of peace. And we need to come to him and discover that he is the one who gives us the satisfaction of being at rest rather than the turmoil, the fight that goes on on the inside of our heart, the inside of our lives. I came from youth on Friday night and what's funny, I was at youth, yeah. <laughs> Relive my days. Actually, I go in there, I go, Okay, time to leave. (laughs) I walk out. (laughs) And uh, I I come out, and uh, actually even before I get in there, there's a guy completely lost it. He's against the door. He's got a cigarette in his hand, and he's got nothing to light it with, and 
he doesn't know even how to find something to light it with. And thought it was hilarious that I had nothing to light it with. <laughs> so I'm encouraging him to walk away from the church door and down the street so the youth coming in don't have to negotiate themselves past this guy who probably doesn't ever do that kind of thing that often. He looked like he was not used to <laughs> what he had the amount of alcohol he consumed, but it's Christmas. Went around the corner and some fella knocked over in the street, the ambulances, police cars, and cars driving out and madness everywhere. The chaos of a world who are celebrating a king but haven't found his peace. Haven't found who he is. The turmoil of their lives mean that their Christmas will miss something. And they'll have all the turkey and all the celebration and all the gifts, but, but they'll probably have a fight or two or an argument or a disappointment because they won't find peace. Because Jesus Christ, He is peace and He gives peace. Jesus said right at the end of His ministry to His disciples, He says in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace... I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, his peace takes away trouble. His peace takes away fear. His peace gives us joy. He is the Prince of Peace. He is everlasting Father. He is mighty God. He is wonderful Counselor. Let's stand up, shall we? For more information about the church, visit us online at www.thejunctionchurch.com or come along and see for yourself in one of our services.